Hello, everyone. This is Seth, one of the co-hosts of Engage Podcast. I bring you today another great episode of Engage Podcast. But before I can get into that, I have to give you my world-famous announcements. If you are listening to Engage Podcast for the very first time, whether you're on Spotify, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, um, Chromecast, Overcast, YouTube, wherever, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you can get notified every time we come out with a new episode of Engage Podcast. It's going to be on your phone waiting for you. If you haven't had a chance yet, go ahead and go over to our YouTube page. The link for that's down in the show notes. You get to actually watch the podcast happen in real time. So you get to see the guests and be a part of it and sit at the table with us. Also on our YouTube page, you'll find all kinds of good content for you. We're doing some fun things such as uh, a music review section where we, um, you know, we uh, listen to a song by right now we're doing the band U2. We listen to their music and we watch their music videos and we give a, uh, um, a raw review and reaction to those songs and we review it and try to see if um what the song is about and how can we redeem it and make it about christ and uh, you'd be actually shocked by how many u2 songs are really actually about biblical things um so that's on there also there's our live stream service every sunday at 11 o'clock on our youtube page um you can find it there and um if you don't feel comfortable going to church physically you get to be a part of the church that way um our guest today is uh, such a great person to get to know and get to sit down with. His name is Alex Papa. Um, if you're from the Newcastle area, you know the Papa family. Um, Alex is a very young and inspiring um, businessman. He really is. He owns uh, Papa Gelateria in Newcastle, right on um, pretty much if you're if you're from Newcastle, uh, it's uh, between the courthouse and the high school, right as you're about to if you're on Mercer and you're going down um, the hill towards Mill Street. It's right before you get to the bend. It's right there. Um, fantastic place. Uh, sadly, I had ever, I'd never actually been there before we recorded this, and I've been back a couple times since we recorded it. Um, great place, great guy. Um, I do have to apologize a little bit, though. I don't know if it's because we were remote. We actually um, recorded this episode at location. I don't know if it was a traveling or what, but the microphones were kind of giving us a little bit of uh, a little bit of a hard time. So, um, but for like ninety percent of it, though. Um, is is it was all good so uh but anyways it's still an amazing episode um liked having alex on and we hope to have him back on so give it up for our friend alex papa back to engage podcast we are so excited to be out of the office out of the studios we are sitting here today at papa gelateria yes yes we were struggling with that earlier today but i think we nailed it so this is really cool because we have the privilege of sitting with alex papa how you doing alex good how are you doing awesome seth i'm doing amazing got coffee beautiful backdrop huge fan of this place so yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes. So, um, 
where we're sitting is, if you're not familiar, if you live in the Newcastle area or surrounding areas, we are at 318 Highland, uh, Pennsylvania, of course, Avenue, Highland Avenue, here in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. So if you live in the surrounding area and you need some excellent coffee in your life, we strongly suggest you come down here. You're actually going to learn about some other things that they have here. Of course, you have some incredible items that I'm yes. sure we're going to talk oh, about, yeah. right? Uh, we have gelato, um, we have pastries, so we have like scones, um, like all your coffee shop pastries. So we do scones, we do homemade biscotti, um, we also do homemade baklava, um, and then we also have basically cake squares, so we normally have like lemon or orange, so they're real authentic Italian flavors. Um, let's see, am I missing anything? Oh, and we have our newest item would be our panini sandwiches, so we do homestyle capicola, which is a real authentic Italian. You know what Capicola is, really, really good. Um, Genoa salami, vegetarian, which would be our fresh mozzarella, tomatoes, um, and then arugula. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have to offer right now, but we're always looking at new things, so. Okay, so you didn't start out with all of those things. Why don't we, why don't we go back in time? Yep. Because you're, you're 19 years old, correct? Correct. And you're- Is he the youngest person we've ever had on the show? Why not? Yeah. Yep. So you, you just set a record for us. Awesome. That's what I'm trying to do. When you, when you started this, you were basically 17 years old. Yeah. Um, fun fact with that, I was not legally allowed to own this business when I started it. So my dad had to basically own it, and then they signed it over to me on my 18th birthday. Very cool. But yeah. So tell us, what, what inspired you to do this? Um, so we're obviously... Our family's from Italy. Um, it's the last name like Papa. It's kind of hard to mess that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're from Italy. We went when I would have been in ninth grade at the time. We went and visited our family over there for the first time. And it was a real neat experience because, you know, it's a big Italian family. Um, we went over, like, Christmas and New Year's and that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of celebrations and everything. Um, we would have went and I like tried gelato over there for the first time and if you've never had gelato before it is just like way way different than ice cream it has a lot more flavor it's a lot more filling um, just as soon as you taste it you'll notice it like right off the bat um, so I was like we should bring this back here I think it would go really well especially in Newcastle because I know there's a lot of Italians here um, and it's just sort of a part of the heritage here, so it made sense to bring it back here. Um, and then my dad actually had like an ice cream shop and gelato shop here in the late 90s, but then he closed it down, he went to law school and that kind of stuff. So I knew one had been here and one was successful before, so I knew that going in. Wow, I didn't know your dad. Yeah, um, yeah. It was real neat too. I don't know why they closed it down, honestly. What was the name of that? Uh, I believe it was like the East Street Parlor or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Wow. So fast fact for those listening out there, his dad, Christopher, and I went to high school together. Yep. So I taught him everything he knows about ice cream making. Oh, yeah. what I'm trying definitely. to say. <laughs> Maybe. It, it failed, though, right? Yeah, it so failed. I, so did, I didn't teach I, him I that I wouldn't part. take credit for that. I'm not. I, I take back everything <laughs> <laughs> So what we learned kind of what inspired you to do this you went to italy you tried the gelato um and you thought this would be really great because in newcastle if you're not familiar with newcastle out there we do have a large italian you know very ethnic uh, population here mm -hmm. so you started off just just with gelato yeah so our first season we just did gelato uh we had 10 flavors and we had two different sizes um 
it went really well. We just did, we opened kind of later our first summer in 2019. We went like end of June, uh, and then we went all the way through October. Uh, but yeah, it went real well. And then at the end of the season, we did like a cool like Halloween festival to close out and everything. Uh, everyone seemed to like it a lot. Uh, but then next year rolled around, and then we would have opened in April of the great year of 2020, as we all know. Um, so obviously that was much different, uh, a lot of different challenges that we weren't really expecting to face there. But, I mean, we made it through, obviously. We added online ordering. We did all the social distancing, everything. Um, hand sanitizer, uh, you know, like the shields and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did, like, just takeout, just online. But everyone adapted real well, and they still kept coming out, so we were still able to open. So if somebody lives in the area and doesn't want to necessarily hang out here, you know, bring their computer, do work they can call or message you somehow yeah so we don't really do like calling orders right now um we do mainly just online because it's a lot easier for us but i mean if someone calls me and tries to order for so mm-hmm. fulfill the order for them um but yeah it's super easy to do if you just go to our website www.papagelotteria.com um it's spelled just how it sounds uh you can go on there and you can pick from any of our items add it you can pay on there um you can even schedule a time to pick it up too so if you want to order it like if you're at work or something you right. want to pick it up later um super easy to do everyone seems to like it a lot and we haven't had any issues with it so. well that's that's nice to stay you know to be adaptable like that some folks you know i found coffee shops a lot of people like to sit down and kind of yeah. get get unplugged from the world but then also a lot of people are just on their way to work exactly in a hurry so you've kind of adapted yeah and made that possible to where if somebody wants to order you know a cup of coffee and and some dessert to go with it you can have that ready and it can swing by and pick it up on the work yeah no and i'm real excited too um because obviously we do that now and it's super convenient but we're in the process of adding drive-through too which will be a great game changer for that um just to offer that where you don't have to get out of your car you can get any of our products from the drive-through just pull up go through the Mm drive-through So I think that'll be real amazing when that opens up. So you're you're young now, but you were even younger when you started. Yep. Tell us some of the obstacles that you faced getting this place up and running. Oh, so many obstacles. Um, <laughs> well, for starters, um, this place hadn't been touched in at least 15 years when we moved in. So there was naturally, we had to reconstruct everything, um, rip out all kinds of stuff. We had to deal with mold, mildew. Just rebuilding the whole front entranceway, pretty much. Um, the roof, I believe, was caving in, so we had to rebuild a lot of that. Um, so, like, just getting everything ready and on time. Um, also, being 17 years old, I knew pretty much nothing of what I was doing, so I had to sort of teach myself, you know, setting up everything. Um, there's all kinds of licenses and all that kind of stuff you have to pl- apply for and all that everything. Um, my dad was able to help me out a lot of that because he is a business lawyer, so I had some help. But like a lot of it is kind of up to me, um, just making sure like front payroll, all that kind of stuff, making sure everyone gets paid on time. Uh, it's just a bunch of small things that add up to a lot mm-hmm. that you have to learn how to set up real quick. Um, but yeah, made it through. <laughs> so how important is is loving what you do? How important does that fit into the equation? Oh, really important. Because that's kind of, if you're not motivated 
to do what you do, then you're not going to succeed. Um, like if I didn't like what I'm selling, if I didn't enjoy coming here, I just wouldn't come here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, why would you, cause I'm not getting rich off of this for sure. Especially now I'm a college student, I'm about as broke as I can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously I have to like what I'm doing to be here. Uh, if I'm not motivated to be here, I'm not going to succeed. So you know what I thought was funny is um, speaking to you being broke. You know how when you come to do the podcast, usually he buys us the coffee. We're buying him the coffee. Yeah. We're buying him the coffee. We're like, what do you want, <laughs> sir? It's your own restaurant. <laughs> he's like, I, I, he's like, I can't afford anything. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> no, yeah. In my defense, you guys snuck up there and bought your stuff where I even knew it was happening. See? But of course, I didn't fight it. Yeah, right. Let, us, let, it, let it go. Why fight it? Yep. <laughs> I'm glad because one of my favorite places to go for coffee was um, Two Rivers. Yes. Here. And I was really sad. I don't know what's going on there. There seemed to be some of it's like. Yeah, I don't know if they're closed or what their situation is. Um, no, they haven't been open though. They haven't been open though for sure. Since March of last year. Right? Yeah. And so that was my favorite place to go. They, you know, bring my computer, do some schoolwork and such. And so I've been like looking for another local place that mm-hmm. was like that to go to. And uh, I was in here the other day, and I was like, "This is at, like it has the same kind of vibe to it." Yeah, um, and in the summer too, uh, one thing we have that they definitely didn't have um, is that view of the whole city because we're oh, sitting yeah. up on top of the hill. So yeah. if you're out here doing work in the summer, especially in the afternoons, like it won't be super it's crowded, and you can just sit out on the deck and drink your coffee, drink your gelato, and do your work. And there's really nothing quite like it. So it's nice because it's, it's an experience, experience along with, with the products yeah. that we sell too. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that word experience. I think yeah. most, um, you know, we're getting away from like box stores and want, we want more of a niche. Yeah. With everything we're doing right now is kind of the pendulum swung the opposite way now. Oh, yeah. So, you know, people like that handcrafted, you know, caring personal feel. And we were talking earlier and he was mentioning, I asked him about his, his coffee. You know, where is he getting his coffee? Yes, so our coffee, it's, um, we do like the coffee roasting, that kind of stuff. Um, it comes, actually, it's roasted in California, technically, and then we get it shipped out here. Um, but it's roasted like fresh weekly, and then it ships real quick, so it's not like you're getting a stale product or anything. Yeah. Um, it's, you can order it online, too, um, and it can just, it'll be delivered to you. It's all free shipping, which is really neat if you want any of the things uh, we offer a couple different roasts, I believe. And then we normally have some in the shop you can purchase too, but it's been going so well with that, we haven't been able to keep up. Um, everyone's been buying them. So we'll try to get those back in as soon as we can. Um, you mentioned something about the acidity of the coffee. Yes, so all of our coffee, it's organic, it's fair trade certified. Um, and what that basically means, if you're not familiar with that, our coffee's smooth. It's incredibly smooth. In fact, all of the drinks, like the stuff you're drinking right now, I can guarantee you we put not a single bit of sugar in that. It's all just the coffee uh, and the cream, like your macchiato you have, not a thing of sugar. We put sugar out there for people to put in. No one notices. I think I've had three people maybe put sugar in their coffee just because it tastes that good. They don't need it. Uh, and I think that's the game changer. It's not actually needing to pump your coffee with that artificial stuff because it's way better for you then. I can tell you, um, I didn't know that. I was here a little bit earlier and I bought the coffee and I was hanging out. Um, but I noticed right away that the coffee was not acidic. Yep. It was very smooth. 
So that's one of the first things I noticed. It's a very, very good cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. You know, so you said you have other sweets too, homemade. I bought a biscotti and you have some baklava over there. What are people buying the most of? Probably the scones, honestly. Uh, that's what I would say, because we move through the scones real quick. Um, they're all homemade fresh from, if you guys are familiar with La Mancha Bakery down the hill, they do all our scones, our cake squares, um, that kind of stuff. And how, then, how do you know you're in Newcastle when every restaurant is just straight up Italian? Oh, names? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who didn't catch that out there, say, say the name of the, of the bakery uh, again. It's La Mangia. So it basically means... I believe it means like eat. Yeah, munch, munch. Yep. <laughs> That's one of those Italian words that I think no matter where you are, even if you're not familiar with the Italian culture, you just you, know what that you means. You heard oh, munch, yeah. munch. <laughs> you know, and so that's 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 great. That's awesome. So, with your startup business and everything that you've been doing, how important is networking with other people in your local? Oh, extremely important, um, especially now because it's a really hard time for small businesses. So if we don't stick together, we're all going to fail because um, all those big companies and big corporations, they can afford to weather a pandemic just fine. They don't really need our support at all. Uh, but all the local small businesses, first of all, if you're nuts enough to start a small business in Newcastle, you need all the help you can get. Uh, and then second of all, just being able to like, because I obviously offer coffee and the pastries and stuff. But like we support, um, obviously Wamunja does all of our pastries. We also support um, Arlington Market on the east side. They do all of our meats, all of our cheeses. Um, so like I could have gone with like a much bigger company and it probably would have been a little bit cheaper for me, but I'd way rather stay local and support the local businesses. Um, I'm trying to think here, I know there's a couple other. We, our baklava is from Grove City, the guy that owns the Main Street Diner there. He makes it all homemade. They're, uh, they're Greek. They're Greek, yes. Yep. And all their stuff is really, really good. Um, <laughs> That's the thing about Greeks, too, is we know, if you're, if you're Greek, we know where you're at. We know the restaurant you own. Yep. It's great. Um, and then, yeah, all of our paninis, too. We use Mancini's bread on all of them, which... You've ever had Mancini's bread? It, it's excellent. Um, and again, that's not a, obviously as local, but it's still a much smaller business than yeah. just buying it off the truck or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, so, so in, in, in you network with other companies, other small businesses. Like, how did you get started with that? Now, I know your people know you and your family. Yeah. So that's that's helped a lot because um, a lot of people know my family around around here. Um, basically, I believe it's my great grandpa. He had ten brothers, or my great grandpa. He had ten siblings. Excuse me. Um, most of them, I believe, like there might have been one girl. But I think they were all guys. So there's a ton of papas in Newcastle and um, like West Pittsburgh yeah. is where we're originally from. So. I guarantee you, if you know a paper in Newcastle, I'm somehow related to them <laughs> by second cousin, third cousin, whatever. Um, so that obviously helps a lot. And then also, um, there's just not a lot of, I mean, there are small businesses here, but it's a small town. So like if you open up a small business here, people, everyone knows relatively quickly. Um, like we don't, I haven't paid a lot for advertising especially because I can't afford to um, but we have like a big Facebook page and like we advertise with the local newspaper and like just from that we're busy every day everyone 
is heard as at least heard, a lot of people have at least heard of us. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't necessarily heard of us yet, but they're familiar with the idea just through like word of mouth and people like sharing us on Facebook. Sure. Um, so, what has been the biggest challenge so far since you had first had this idea? Um, I'd say probably not getting carried away with it too much. Um, and what I mean by that is I started out two years ago with just gelato. Um, and then this was originally going to be a three or four year plan of like adding the coffee, adding the pastries, adding the sandwiches, even maybe um, opening all year round. That was going to be like three or four years down the line. I did that all in six months. Um, that wasn't something I wasn't planning on doing, but the way with COVID and everything working out, I just had time on my hands. So I was like, well, let's just see how far we can go with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually surprisingly worked out really well. Um, but again, it's hard to get, like if you get caught up in that, you don't want to overexpand, you don't want to do any of that. Um, but I think we've been real fortunate in being able to keep yeah. up with what we're doing. So you, you spoke about your family. Mm-hmm. Um, who not not leave behind the idea of where we're at right now? Yep. Who inspires you? What what are the top one or two people that inspired you? Um, just in general, not just to do this, but no, yeah, who do you admire? I guess, and what are the reasons why? What are the qualities or attributes that you you, you are inspired by? Uh, again, probably either both my dad and my grandpa in like different ways. Uh, I know you know my grandpa real well, but. He's a little bit crazy, obviously. You don't say. Just really crazy. You but know what's funny is when people introduce him, <laughs> they introduce me the same way. Yeah. There's always this preface. No, and like, I mean, like, like, put your seatbelt on, <laughs> right? Kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. And you need to be a little bit crazy in this world, for sure. Um, but he's he is a little bit crazy. But he's a really hard worker. Um, he definitely he started out as a gym teacher, and look at him now. He's a lawyer. He went back to school. Um, was an assistant principal for a while he worked his way pretty much from nothing um so obviously a real big role model and inspiration there my dad too um he started out he started the original shop here so that was without him i would have had no inspiration to open this because i wouldn't have even probably known what jelani is um and then also too he's a real hard worker he's built up his own law practice and everything too Definitely so so hard sure. work is one of the themes I see. Yeah. And obviously, um, whether I realized it or not, is something that I possessed too, um, getting this all up and running. Uh, but yeah, it's real. People say hard work all the time. Um, I think it's something too, you don't really fully understand how hard you're working when you're doing it until you look back on it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, I just did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you remember, the reason why I started off with asking you about love and what you do, mm-hmm. because it's like love covers a multitude of sins. Yep. Right? I mean, if you love what you do, the saying is if you find a job that you love, you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah. So, you know, that's for you, this is a labor of love. Exactly. It's something that you're inspired to do. And you mentioned that in a way with your, your grandpa, Angelo. Oh, yeah. Right? He started off and doing things, I don't want to say lower level, but he worked himself to, oh, yeah. to, to a, a position. Higher position. But he loves what he does. Exactly. And I, you can tell from meeting him right away. He's a very, that, very passionate Correct. Person. But he's passionate about something he loves. Exactly. And so 
um, you know, unless you understand that about the person, I think that's like the puzzle piece that is the final puzzle piece to fit into the picture for you to understand that that uh, that type of person. Uh-huh. You know, there's something driving them that they love, and oh, once yeah. you once you understand what that is, then the whole picture makes sense. Exactly. Kabish. Kabish. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us, tell us about, you're in college right now. Yes. So you're doing all of this, you're, you're, you're in college, so you clearly have a good, a, a strong work ethic and a, a love, but what are you in college for? What are, what's going on um, there? And where at? Yes, so I go to Youngstown State, um, started there, I'm technically a freshman this year, um, this will be my second semester, although I did some classes at college and high school, that kind of stuff, um, so I'm actually in, I'm playing, I'm majoring in history. The plan, though, is to go to law school with that major, like my dad and my grandpa and everyone. Um, because for law school, they really just want you to have like a high GPA and good grades to like get in there. Um, and I know history is something, a subject I've always been really good at and I've always really liked, so that made the most sense for me to major in that. Um, but since I took those college and high school classes, um, I'm te- technically taking, I think it's junior level history classes or something crazy like that. Um, you know, in, in all of my spare time I have. <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing is, is when you go to school to be an attorney, you you can get any bachelor's degree. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. My and dad majored in communications. Um, that's a good idea. But but anything but really, anything and then really. go on to take the. Yeah, I mean, the, you can do anything really. I think it makes a lot of sense to do something like history, communications, pre-law, like stuff that you know you'll end up using in mm-hmm. your law degree. Um, there's a lot of history classes I can take, too, where it's like history of such-and-such such law, the history of... Um, what interests you in terms of law? Um, that's a great question. I think a lot of like business law and that kind of stuff, especially, and I think a lot of that would tie into me obviously owning my own business. It would be helpful for me to have a better knowledge of business law. Um, and like that kind of stuff has always interested me. Um, so basically a lot of the stuff that my dad does. Um, and then he does a lot of like um, custody cases and that kind of stuff. Um, just to be able to like help in that kind of situation too. I think it's always good to be able to help and like, give back to people who obviously are going through something really hard. Mm. Um, but yeah. Mm. What about future plans? So you're here, you're, you're expanding your, your menu. Are you always, you talked about getting a drive-through out here. Yes. Right? And in the summer, when we have a summer in Western PA, it's always iffy. The, the rule of thumb for those, yes. who, for those who are not familiar, in Western, in, in Western Pennsylvania, no yeah. matter what jacket you pick, it's, it's always, always the wrong one. It's always the yeah. wrong one. You don't know, like, it could, <laughs> I could need a parka in an oh, hour. Yeah. I'm not sure. Or I've done this thing too, where I start out work cold, and then I just have to lose my layers. Yeah, you have to layer up. You're <laughs> oh, not yeah. sure what's going to bring. It's like an, it's literally an accordion. Yeah, you're not sure what's going to happen. And then when I'm leaving, it gets cold again. So I can put the layers back on. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so, absolutely terrible. And so the vision here is, in the summer, it's warm. You can sit out here. Yep. You can look over the city, and you mentioned that there's music playing at times, right? Yes. Uh, before COVID, we had live musicians out here every couple weekends and all that kind of stuff. We're hoping to get that back up and running this summer. Um, a nice thing too is now, since we're open in the winter, which we weren't before, we have a nice fireplace here so you can have your warm coffee and mm-hmm. sit by the fire too. So we're trying to create both atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because again it is western pa and there's really no telling no telling. what the weather will be the mm-hmm. day after the next and always in terms of future always here or are you looking at opening oh yes sister restaurants yes or? expanding for sure um you are a busy guy yeah i'm i've always wanted to expand this because i think this is a really neat concept um if you've been to italy before if anyone's familiar with like italian restaurants a lot of times we'll think like you know meatballs pasta sausage sandwiches like that's what you think they eat in italy um and in some places it is for sure um but a lot of places it's much different like red sauce for example it's really only popular in southern italy in northern italy there's not you can't find a lot of red sauce um which Hmm. you if you think about it's kind of weird because the first thing you think of is like spaghetti and meatballs um but this type of restaurant that offers panini sandwiches, gelato, and coffee, it's basically an Italian cafe. And they are all throughout the course of Italy. They're just everywhere. There. This is this is where people go after work or before work or just stop in for a quick bite to eat for lunch or whatever during the course of the day. And there isn't really one of these anywhere in the United States, if you think about it. There's not a place you can go to get a gelato, a coffee, and a sandwich. So you have like dessert, you have breakfast with like your breakfast kind of stuff, and you have like a quick kind of lunch. Um, And I honestly think the timing with obviously everything going on with this horrible, horrible coronavirus um, has worked out in our favor because a lot of people don't want that long restaurant experience right now. They want a quick bite to eat, Mm -hmm. go in, say hi to people, go out, um, or they want to be distant and see people, um, which is where a deck comes into play and that kind of stuff, where you can just sit out on the deck, do work, that kind of stuff, just get out of the house. Um, so I honestly think I can see this going, you know, um, regional, national. I would love nothing more than to have franchises of paper gelaterias all throughout the country. Um, wow. if, you don't, if you don't set that kind of goal, You'll never achieve it, so might as well aim high. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, as long as that's what you what you want, you know, oh, some yeah. people are happy to have a one no, place no. and you know run it that way or stay local. But you know, no, I'm too crazy for that. Oh, so you do have a little <laughs> little twinge of Angelo in you? Yeah, huh? more so than my dad. I've heard. Well, I I know that for sure. Right? One of the things that's amazing is you'll never meet two more opposite humans. It's really funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's the strangest. It's funny, oh, yeah. but also strange. I mean, you. You have no idea. It's it, shocking. It makes, You're like as far as the pendulum over here. It makes a lot here. of sense if you know my grandma, because um, she's a lot more like my dad. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he got a lot of like her mm-hmm. genes or whatever mm-hmm. in that. Um, yeah, because if you don't know my grandpa, and you, you're like, there's no way. They're not related. That doesn't make any sense. So I always <laughs> notice. What I always notice is this theme. Your grandpa stomping around everywhere, and your dad's door closed. Yep. <laughs> I know why his door is closed. Oh, Stay yeah. out. I mean, it's for one person. Yep. Yep. It's, so, it's really funny. So your your future plans then? I mean, not immediately to go national, no, but are no, you looking at not. are you looking at staying around Newcastle, Hermitage? Uh, like, where are you thinking? Probably when we get a second location, I'd say New Wilmington. Yeah. Because um, I mm. want. I'm. We live in New Wilmington mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually looking at spaces there, so there's a real possibility that a New Wilmington location could be soon. Um, I'm not going to announce anything sure. on that now. But um, so we, New Wilmington would definitely be the next 
location, in my opinion. Um, it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot more of a, I think there's a lot more of a um, population who's willing to spend a little bit more money out there because gelato is a little bit more expensive than ice cream. Um, it's obviously, it has a lot more flavor and you, like what you pay for, you get, which you can tell um, even from being here because we've been wildly successful here. Um, and if you know Newcastle at all, not, a lot of people don't have a lot of money. And like just to spend a couple extra, it, it's like an extra 50 cents or even a dollar on ice cream. That can be a lot for people. But everyone who's tried it, has, I've had, I don't think I've ever had a complaint about our pricing. Which my dad was like, "Oh, that's crazy! I don't know." Yeah, like, that's the, the, we we have we have Newcastle price. Yeah, which is whatever the price is. You got to tell people it's half of that. Yeah, <laughs> I tell my parents when they walk into my house, they're like, "That's a nice new TV. How much was it?" I tell them it was fifty dollars, and my dad still gets mad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's been it's been crazy. Um, my, yeah, my mom's like, "I drove by one at a garage sale. <laughs> I could have got you one there." I'm like, "Yeah, but that probably doesn't work." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It probably comes with scabies. No. Who and I knows? Think, I think, too, because we're in a unique position where, like, pretty much everything here, sure, it's a little bit more expensive, but, like, everything's mostly under $10, um, which, yeah, again, that's it's not, not outrageous for what not, you're doing here. That's for common for any, any, any type of coffee shop. And the quality is way better than anywhere else you'd get around here. Because, like, sure, you can go to Dunkin', and it might be a little bit cheaper. It, honestly, our pricing's relatively close to the same as Dunkin'. Ice coffee here, we do coffee ice cubes. Um, so basically, as your coffee melts, you get more lose. coffee. Um, which, like, you're not going to get that anywhere else, especially around here. You're going to get less coffee. Yeah, you know what I do to trick the other restaurants when I order iced coffee? What? I tell them I just want the coffee and no ice. See, but then you don't get the cold coffee. I'm just kidding. I, I know. <laughs> he doesn't get cold, cold. cold I don't. Yeah. yeah. You either I like don't. it or you don't. I don't. I, I'm a hot coffee guy. Oh, yeah. As he always says, cold coffee is what you drink when your coffee maker's broken. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It is funny how that works out. See, New Wilmington would be such a cool place just because I, there's only one, other one coffee shop I could think of that's out there, which is Muggsy's. Yep. And even that, I mean, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty small. But for it being a college town, like I'm surprised there, there's not there isn't. more than one coffee shop. Because most college towns do have more than one coffee shop. Right. Like if, if you go, I'm sure Young, obviously Youngstown's a lot bigger. Oh yeah, New Orleans, a lot. But like, there's like six or seven coffee shops just on campus. Um, only well, not just on campus, but like in that area, there's like six or seven coffee shops. And Westminster is still a relatively big college in the grand scheme of things. Um, for them just to have one coffee shop, like I don't think by me going there I would necessarily run them out of town no. or by me being there they would run me out of town I think there's more than enough room for two or even three coffee shops in New Orleans yeah um, mm. so with you being as young as you are what are some of the benefits what are also some of the um, struggles that there is with running a business starting a business at such a young age uh, well I'd say I'd probably have a lot more energy to run a business um because I'm just used to, you know, staying up till two in the morning working on college assignments or just that kind of stuff. And it's just sort of the lifestyle that a college student lives is barely sleeping, occasionally eating and working all the time. Hmm. So um, I think a lot of that is pretty much the same as opening a small business. So it's sort of just like adding a little thing on top there. Yeah. Um, so I think 
it's probably a lot harder for someone to go in and open a business like this when they're in their late 20s or 30s and say they have a family or kids and that kind of stuff. Um, they just don't have that kind of time, um, which I have that kind of time mm-hmm. now. Um, hmm. So that that's like a unique thing that I think really has helped me like expand so quickly and work so quickly is I don't, I'm not doing a lot of anything else besides this and like my college work. Um, so that is neat. The other question I have is so you thought you know when you went to Italy you, this idea kind of came up in your head how paper jaw lotteria did yep. I say that right you got it there we go okay <laughs> nice job okay um, how close does this resemble or look like the original vision you had in your head like is it a pretty much like a, a, a copy and paste honestly yeah um when I first envisioned it, I honestly first just envisioned doing gelato, though. I never in a million years would have thought I'd be back there pressing panini sandwiches. Um, but it's one of those things that I adapted because, sure, I couldn't just do gelato here, but then I couldn't be open in the winter. Yeah. Um, and ideally, I'd want to be open all year round because this is my job. I mm. take a salary here. I have to make money, too. Um, so just one of those things that... We did that, and then I was like, oh, we can do the coffee. Mm. Um, So the coffee is something, too, that's, again, another relatively new idea. It was just one of those things that, well, how can I stay open in the winter because I can't just set a gelato? So then that way, it's just sort of an adding on to, okay, what will help me be able to stay open all year, be able to pay all the employees, be able to pay myself? Um, So, yeah, it's definitely an expansion of the vision, I would say. Hmm. What are, what are your um, most sold gelato flavors, top one or two? Um, we try to get a new one in every week or every couple weeks. So it's it's nice because you can there's a rotation mm-hmm. there. Uh, one we'll keep all the time, especially for sure, though, is our Belgian dark chocolate. It's really, really good. Um, it's by far our most popular flavor, I'd say. Uh, if you're familiar with Death by Chocolate Gelato at all, it's that's basically the same concept. Um, again, very excellent. Um, we have a pistachio flavor in right now that everyone seems to love. Um, yesterday, we just got a new flavor in, Orange Dreamsicle. Ooh, really, really good. Um, our peanut butter cup, I think, would be the last one I can think of because it's real unique. Um, a lot of peanut butter cup ice creams, they do either a chocolate base or a vanilla base. Uh, since this is gelato, we actually do a peanut butter base with actual Ooh. peanut butter cups inside. So, yeah. It's not a lot you can go wrong with there. No. Well, isn't I saw something online where there's um, a type of gelato where you add coffee in? Yes. What's so that? That's an authentic Italian thing. Um, it's called an affogato, which basically you get, we do it, you can do it with any gelato. Um, honestly, I think it tastes the best, and we normally only do it with either our caramel or chocolate and the vanilla gelato we have mm-hmm. in stock. Um, and we will fresh brew a shot of espresso. Um, and then we'll scoop the gelato in just like a regular coffee cup and then we'll pour the espresso on top of it. That's money. Um, That's what I'm it's really, really good. Hmm. So basically it kind of, I like to tell people it makes sort of like the consistency of a root beer float almost. Um, and then I'll give people like a spoon with it so they can like eat the gelato and the espresso together and then it eventually melts so you can just drink it. Um, and again, there's nowhere anywhere near here you could ever try an affogato guarantee you that um hmm. honestly i'm not even sure maybe pittsburgh maybe not even pittsburgh i think it's one of those things that's either in italy or like you'd have to go to like new york city or somewhere to like 
try one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a neat thing to bring here that not a lot of people have heard of, and as soon as they try it, they're like, oh my god, it's amazing. So there's, there's, for those of you listening out there, there's a lot of different things you can come and try, whether you're oh, just yeah. in the mood for coffee, to sit here and do your work, or get it to go, or to have some desserts, or to try a, a, a great, delicious panini, um, or even this Italian specialty. you got a whole variety to, to bring you in and, and try it. So before we wrap up, a couple fun questions mm-hmm. for you. Let's say, for example, you were uh, leaving here today, and you see a lottery ticket on the ground, and you pick it up. Yep. And you just won $10 million. What would be the first two or three things you would do? We'd open a lot more paper lotteries for sure. Um, I'm one of those people that sure I'd have ten million dollars and I'd go around and travel and like you know I'd, I'd do that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think I've discovered that I'm happiest working. Um, as weird as that may sound, uh, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to want to expand it. Uh, like right now, for example, if I have any extra money, I'll literally just throw it in the business account um, just to expand and like be able to mm. offer more stuff. Because um, I know in the long run, the investment in myself is the best investment I could possibly make. Um, and that mm. would in, in turn make me more money and help me in the long run. Um, so definitely a lot more paper lotteries with that $10 million. Um, but of course, I'd, I'd spend it on some fun stuff too. Sure. Um, nice fancy house and another fancy car or something. <laughs> Usually we like to end with a question to go back and talk to your younger self, but considering you are your younger self, yeah, we're gonna skip, we'll works. skip that. <laughs> it's like, what advice would you give yourself right now? <laughs> this second. Um, the other thing we like to ask folks, it's just for fun. If you were banished to an island, but everything, you don't have to worry about your, your, your friends and your family, they're, they're, they're there. Yep. What other two things would you bring with you? That's a hard one. Um, what other two things would I bring with me? I mean, if I had my friends and my family there, um, two things. Um, okay. Well, I'd probably bring some kind of like um, entertainment from the island, like a jet ski or like a boat or something, because like that'd be really fun. Um, and then I've decided to, um, cause I don't know if you're familiar with this at all or if my dad told you, we moved into an Amish farm when I was real little. So there was a couple months there where like we were waiting for our electricity and our plumbing to come in. So I would definitely want that on this island. Um, <laughs> since that wasn't specified, yeah. I've, I've would want that. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> hey, that's a good. That's good, right? When you yeah. when you walk in, you want to be able to yeah. put a light if on. Have, and, and if I have my friends and my family there, I'm fine. But I want I I, I can't like live in a hut. That's sure. not going to work for me. I've done okay. that before. Never doing that again. Excellent. <laughs> well, listen, I'm so glad you. I know you're so busy, and we appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Everything was excellent. We're awesome. so glad to be here. If you live in the area or you're coming to visit, please check Alex out online. Um, you have the Facebook page. You can call if you're busy. You can come in here, sit down. We highly recommend it. You are a good man. You got a, a good head on your shoulders, and you come from a good family. So thank it was you. our privilege to be here today. Yes, thank you guys so much. For Absolutely, coming. come and see him.